0: Hello, Andron? Yeah. Hey, how's it going? It's Marcus from First Touch Football. Thank you for joining us today. No worries,
1: Marcus.
0: Perfect, perfect. So uh, we're here with Andron. He's a midfielder from Thornhill, Ontario, G- currently goes to Fordham University in New York City. Um, Andron, I'm not even going to try to attempt to spell your last, to say your last name right now, but why don't you tell um the listeners who you are and a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, uh, my name is Mark uh, Andron Kagermanian. Um, I go to school in New York City called Fordham University. It's a Division One school in the Atlantic 10 Conference. Uh, last year was my first year. I'm a sophomore at the moment. And we just had a magical run, made it to the Elite Eight. And now the program's on its way up and we're gaining recognition nationally and, you know, just excited for the season to start.
0: Definitely, definitely, and Andron, yes. we'll talk a little bit more about that run that you guys had last year. But I just wanted to kick off. So, where's your background? Like, where are you from? A lot of people in Canada, like they, they're from a different country. Um, their their family was at least. So, where where do you come from? Where's your background?
1: So my my dad's Armenian. I was born in Armenia, and my mom my mom is Russian. But back then it was the Soviet Union, you know. Definitely. And I was born in a small country in Asia called Turkmenistan. Okay. And then when I was two years old, we moved to Canada.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool. Cool. So you've been in Canada, I guess you could say you're almost your whole life um, since you were two years old. And just, if you want to just talk about when did you start playing soccer? So when was like, the first time you started kicking around the ball?
1: I started kicking the ball around during recess with, with friends. I was four years old. Um, then one day my grandfather saw an article in a news, in a Russian newspaper in where we live, w- in North York. And, um, it was a Russian club, very small club in North York. And, you know, my, my grandfather called the trainer and the next day we, we went, we went and checked it out. Uh-huh. And when we got there, everybody's, was known- everybody was three, four years older than me. They didn't have my age group. But, you know, I just kept training with them day in, day out. And, um, uh, Later on, they had more, more players coming in my age, but I stayed with the 95s and 96s. Okay. And then when they finally had enough players, you know, to form a team, they joined the NYYSL, the North York Youth Soccer League. Okay. I think it was U12 back then. I was about eight years old, seven years old. And, you know, that's where it started. I started playing with the big boys, 95s and 96s. Obviously, didn't get much playing time because of my size. Mm-hmm. And then... Later on, when they had my age group, that's when I joined them. And we entered the, the uh, futsal league in Driftwood called the DHSL, which doesn't exist no more. Okay. And that's where I got more exposure, had great accomplishments. We actually won the, the league and the cup at, U, at U9, U8. And then after that, I made my move to Spartacus.
0: Okay, cool. That's Spartacus a big Soccer club. club. Yeah.
1: At the age, age of 10. So that's when I actually began playing rep soccer, age of 10. You know, spent two years there. Uh, and my second year was my first year in Ontario Cup, and we had a great run, made it to the semifinals before losing to Brampton Blast. Okay. And then the, the head coach of Spartacus, he moved over to Vaughn, and five or six of us went over with him. I spent one year there, and after that, it was just TFC for four years
0: gotcha gotcha and just a quick question just so the listeners know your age what age group are you coming from i know you mentioned you played up with 95 96s so what age group what year were you born? you're in 99 okay nice nice yeah okay cool so you were playing about four or five years older than you actually were that's pretty impressive um and how was it like playing on those teams when you were a youth soccer player having to play up how was how was that adjustment period what position do you play do you still play that same position now
1: no, no. When I started, I was a strike, striker and a winger, you know, I was a, I was a small kid, but I was mm-hmm. very fast. And then as I grew older, when I came to Spartacus, actually, I had a coach by the name Oliver Barkovsky. He was the head coach of the Spartacus 98 team, and he would constantly bring me up, and he would play me in the midfield. Okay. And my grandfather and I would always say, you know, why, why am I not playing in my position up top? And you'd say, trust me, in watching a few years, you'll be playing center midfield, that's your position, And that's where I am now.
0: (laughs) Look at that. He really knew what was going on. Yeah. Um, So I know you mentioned, so your lead up to your ending to that, you said you played for Toronto FC. Um, What was it like playing for TFC? So when you made that jump, how old were you and what was the environment like?
1: I I got scouted when I was 12 years old at a tournament at the Ontario Soccer Center. So I got scouted March 2012. And then until around November, end of November, that's, that's how long the trials were. Oh, wow. And when I came there, there was over, it was at Lamport Stadium in the beginning, before the whole Kia training ground was built. Mm-hmm. They, they held the trials at, um, at Lamport Stadium. And when I walked in, my eyes just opened up. There were over 150 kids there, my age. And, you know, I said, man, it's going to be competition. And, you know, for, for eight months, I just kept going there, training once a week. Then it was twice a week during the summer, too. They had training camps. Gotcha. And then in November, that's that's when I got the message that I made the team. And back then, it, we had the provincial program, too. Mm-hmm. And it was just a decision between joining the provincial team or Toronto FC. And I chose Toronto FC because I felt that it was the right step for me. And, you know, my goal was to be a professional, obviously. So I used to be in that professional environment at TFC.
0: Definitely, definitely. And so when you were at TFC now, so you made the team, the trial is over. Um, What was that experience like? I I know a lot of guys. I grew up playing with guys like Daniil Henry, um, and they've all been through that system. Um, Can you just tell me what kind of system TFC is like? Like What's it like being an in and out player training for TFC?
1: Oh, yeah, it's great. Every day, you know, you got to be at your top level. You got to perform consistently day in, day out and you're you're always you're surrounded by the great the best players your age and you know it just makes makes everything it just raises the compet- competition level you it allows you to improve your own game and it just allows you to strive for for more and you know um makes you want to succeed and hopefully make the jump to the first team one day
0: definitely definitely <laughs> And we have a lot of young listeners with us um, that are probably going to be joining this podcast. So what was a typical, if you can describe a typical day at the TFC Academy, what were you looking at? And then how many times would you do that day in a week? If you just want to elaborate a little bit more on that.
1: So, yeah, uh, obviously I was in I was ninth grade, eighth grade, going to ninth grade when I made the team. My day literally consisted of waking up, going to school. Then my school would end pretty late, so it took me about. I would have to rush to training, train, uh, eat dinner in the cafeteria upstairs, cooked by the chefs. You know, everything was professional, mm-hmm. and then just go home, do homework, and do that every day.
0: Every day, wow. For the,
1: next, for the next four years, and then you know, the older you get, the harder school gets. Obviously, you got to be, got to be uh, able to manage your time wisely and stuff like that. And you know, you just got to be on top of things. Can't let anything
0: slide. Of course, of course. And um, that, that's great information for these guys. And just another question for you. So we notice now that you're with Vaughn, um, you, you spent most of your league one time with Vaughn. And I think that's the club you kind of go to now. So what happened with TFC, if you don't mind elaborating? Like, was it just something where you decided to go a different route? Or what kind of happened while you weren't, you didn't stay with the, with the club? Yeah,
1: so the first three, three and a half years, I'd say, were, you know, were good had great great experiences and then um beginning of beginning of my fourth year um in the league one that was our first league in, first time in the league one mm-hmm. we uh we played sigma, I dislocated my shoulder, oh wow, and then after that I was out for for a couple of weeks then I came back and you know it's a constant competition for the position, especially because we had older guys playing on the team too definitely and then um yeah, so you know got got my spot back and then Got got a little injury in my thigh. Couldn't really couldn't really perform anymore. Had to stay on sidelines. Then when I got back, you know, it was just, you know, like I said, constant competition, and I I wasn't able to earn my spot. And then from then, things went downhill for me. You know, performance-wise, confidence, and that's when I got released. I got released at the end of uh, 2016 in December. Gotcha. And you know, I to think of something
0: quick yeah definitely definitely and
1: so i came for, i came to vaughn
0: that's what that's what my next question was going to be so you went to vaughn um patrice is actually one of my old coaches are you familiar with patrice yeah I'm familiar with patrice. yeah patrice is a, he's a good guy he's a character I, I would definitely say but so what was your guidance like under vaughn so you you joined vaughn i think the timeline we're at now is like you're 16 17 years old um so you joined vaughn and then what was your mindset then
1: yeah, I was 17 years old, so I've, when, while I was at TFC, I never heard of Patrice, didn't know who he was, it was mostly Carmen Isacco that I knew, Gotcha. because I spent time with Vaughn in my young years, and gotcha. you know, Carmen was the main guy always, so yeah, so during my meeting actually with TFC, when I got released, I called one of my old buddies who I played with at Vaughn and at TFC, and you know, I told him, I, I explained my situation to him, you know, I said, listen, this is what happened, can you help me out, and he, he connected me with Carmen Isacco. And I spoke to Carmen for a couple minutes, and he gave me Patrice's number. Gotcha. And then I spoke with Patrice, had a great conversation with him. And, you know, two days later, I'm training with Vaughn. Gotcha. And within within two weeks, I have schools contact me instantly.
0: Yeah, he he definitely knows what he's doing in that department. So that's, that's great. Yeah. And um, so we're going to come back to the schools that were talking to you before, um, before you chose Fordham. But my next question is, how was it playing... Putting on a Canadian national team jersey. We did some research on you, and you represented Canada at one of the, at the, one of the highest levels you can, um, playing at the U fifteen level. Um, can you just describe what that experience was and what that kind of did for you as a player?
1: Yeah, well, it was great. It was uh, it was my first camp with the national team. We went to Costa Rica. You know, played uh, two exhibition games against their 98 90 Costa Rica national team. You know, first game we lost five two. Second game, we came back stronger, you know, we were able to get the 2-2 draw with them. Nice. And it was just, you know, it was just a great honor. It allowed me to gain confidence in myself and just know where I am compared to other players in my age group.
0: Definitely. And at this time now, are you still playing center midfield?
1: Yeah, I play mainly with my school. I play defensive mid, but anywhere in the midfield is... Is suitable for
0: me nice nice okay that's great and what would you consider your style of play um what were if someone was going to say okay andron what kind of player i'm this kind of player what would you tell people
1: i'm definitely i'd say an attacking minded uh, mis- defensive midfielder you know when i like the ball at my feet and every time i get the ball at my feet i look like to spread my wingers or play through the channels and you know always attack definitely you no know, we need goals
0: <laughs> definitely definitely and um who do you watch and play? Like when I was when I was playing, I played at University of Buffalo, I'd always watch like a Drogba video before I went out and competed. Maybe you don't watch videos before your games, but who do you like to watch play live or like to watch highlight reels of? Um who's your guy? Who do you who do you focus on?
1: Well, when you played it was it was definitely Xavi. You know, Barcelona's my favorite team. Yeah. And Xavi's my favorite midfielder of all time. And, you know, um, Sort I sort of have similar similarities, like Xavi, no, not very physical mm-hmm. so most of my game is dependent on my technical abilities, so is definitely one of the players that i that I like enjoy watching, but now I'd say luka modric yeah. i like to I like to watch him, I think he's the best in his position today
0: definitely definitely definitely, and sticking on that note with international players and things of that nature um who's your favorite club team who do you support who who do you support in in the club ranks fc
1: barcelona
0: you like fc barcelona nice nice after the chavi comes into play definitely see that so now i'm just going to talk about your experience i playing league one so we know as you were playing some games in league one and i know you're probably fully affiliated with vaughn now um what's your experience play like league one and what do you think like that league does for players like yourself
1: you know, I think I think League One's great for the province. Allows younger players to come up and get competition against men, and um, you know, it's it's definitely progressed throughout the years. It started four or five years ago, and now I think at the moment it's at its best. Definitely. And now we have CPL coming up, and you know, I think it really prepares the players for that next jump.
0: Definitely, definitely, and even. Just to elaborate, a team like Vaughn, I know a, a lot of guys on your team: Jared Phillips, Daniel Cremarosa, Jarek Whiteman. Those are guys I grew up playing with. Um, just a quick question for you: What was it like? What's it like at training with Vaughn? And you might not a, a team like Vaughn. You have so many so many talented guys. You might not have your spot every game. You have to really compete and secure your spot in the in the first team. And can you just elaborate on that and what that's like?
1: Yeah, Vaughn Vaughn's definitely full of. Great players, you know, a lot of characters there. Like you mentioned, Jared Phillips, Dion Cramarosa, Jarek Whiteman, those are those are great players. And you know, they raise the competition level during training, obviously, and you know, they make it enjoyable for someone like me who likes competition. And, you know, with the guidance of Carmen Isako, Patrice Geyser, you know, it's just it's just a great environment, training environment.
0: Definitely, definitely. And my next question is, we're strictly talking Canadian players now. I know you've played against a lot of competition in D1, especially making that big run you guys did in the NCAAs last year. But who would be the best player you have played with or against that is Canadian? Who would you consider the best player when you were just like, you know what, this is a quality player?
1: The best player I've ever played with was um, Balu Tabla, who's currently with Barcelona B. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was at Montreal Impact. Played with DJ Drogba now he made his move to Barcelona and he's doing very well.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a quality player. When did you play with him or against him?
1: At, uh, at the at the Canadian national team camp.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. That's really cool. That's, That's really cool. cool. What were some of his attributes? Like what made him what made him different from the rest?
1: You know, he was just very technical, you know, very very smart, you know, thought thought two steps ahead of everyone. Wasn't the fastest player but he was quick off the dribble and you know he scored a great goal against Costa Rica and that, my my mouth just opened up when that
0: happened nice nice that, and you're a technical player yourself so to call another another player a technical we know he must be pretty pretty elite if you're calling if you're putting him in that category um, yeah. so that's definitely pretty good and um so now we're just going to switch back to focus on you now so what are your personal goals for your career? I know you mentioned before that you wanted to be a professional. Um, is that still a goal of yours? And just talk about some of your personal goals that you have for yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, being a professional has always been my top goal. But you know, now that I'm in school, you know, getting my diploma is very important for me. So coming to Fordham, they were able to um, help me with my academics, which is why you know being at Fordham, I'm able to focus on school yeah, and it's a my great soccer. School.
0: It's a great school. Sorry to interrupt, but Fordham, for our listeners that are listening, Fordham is one, one of the top schools in the United States. It's right under that Ivy League tier. So, yeah, yeah. continue, Andrew. I'm sorry for interrupting you.
1: No worries. Yeah. So, Fordham, Fordham gives me the opportunity to do my school, schoolwork, and play, play the game I love. And, you know, right now I'm just focused on this season because last year was amazing, and this year I hope we could just top that. And, you know, just, I just want to keep going step by step. And hopefully, you know, make the draft. CPL, now CPL's coming up. You know, you never know what could
0: happen. Definitely, definitely. And um, so with with that, what are your goals for Fordham University this year? Like you said, you guys made this amazing run. And um, is it... So, some would say oh, it's, it'll be tough to do again, but what are what are your team's goals? I know the season's just about to kick off. Um, what are your guys team goals for this year?
1: Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be tough to repeat last year, but for now our goal, you know, we were today We uh, we were voted to come in first place in our conference, which is a huge confidence boost for us. Nice and you know right now our goal is to win the conference championship, which we were unable to last year unfortunately so that's definitely the top priority to win the conference championship. Yeah. And then with that, you know, make it get into the NCAA tournament and then win the first game and then just take it from there.
0: Of course, of course. And um, just some other questions in, in regards to Fordham. So what were I know you said with Patrice you you gave him a call and within two weeks, some schools were contacting you. So why Fordham would be my first question and then my follow up would be what other schools were you considering?
1: So before I started working with Patrice, I had a I had no idea about the NCAA, you know, the whole NCAA Division One thing. Uh, during my time at TFC, a month before I got released, I wrote the first I wrote my first SAT, gotcha. and and then when I when I moved to Vaughan, uh Patrice started giving me more exposure, you know, started introducing me to new coaches in the states, and you know I spoke to a couple schools. North Carolina State was one of them, um, Penn State. Um, there are a couple more schools I can't really remember top of my head. New Mexico was one of them, and then we went to uh Disney Cup. We went to the Disney Cup in Florida. Okay, nice. And I got more exposure, and then schools were interested, but my SAT score was too low. It wasn't the. It didn't meet the requirement, and then you know I, I had to write it again, and I was at a point it was it was at, it was during March where that's when I wrote my next SAT. It was the last. There were no more SATs left in Canada, so I had to go all the way to Buffalo. Gotcha. You know, just to write another SAT. So I went. I went there. You know, with the hopes that I could do well, and you know, my score was much better. And I just took it from there. But then, you know, no school, no schools were left to give me the option uh, to give me the um, uh, offer that I need. And but then Fordham were around and they waited for me. You know, they they knew I was like they knew they had to uh they were risking it with me because they had other players there mm-hmm. but you know they were they decided to wait for me and then when i got my results back they we just they just came to me and i, just, I agreed to go there
0: that's great that's great and It's worked out well. We saw you started every game for your team last year in that incredible run um, Just talk about your team's like environment. What's it like as an NCAA Division one student? You've had the privilege of kind of living both worlds in the TFC Academy world where soccer is everything and then Being a division one athlete if you just want to kind of elaborate what that's like at Fordham
1: Yeah, definitely. Being, it's much different than being uh, at TFC and at school here I, I believe it's more. Um, I'd say trade sessions are are much different. You know, more more li- more weightlifting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Waking up early, seven in the morning, six in the morning, eight in the morning, then having to worry about school for another six hours, and you know it's just day in day out. And then you have to fo- you have to be on top of everything. But you know, while I was at TFC, I was in high school, so you know the stress wasn't as much. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really nervous about anything. But now you know. I have to be on top of my schoolwork and, you know, perform the best I can on the field.
0: Definitely, definitely. And playing in the A-10, A-10 and you guys made a great run in the NCAA, so I know you faced some high-profile te- high teams there. Um, I just wanted you to see how would you compare League One to NCAA for some of our listeners that haven't really experienced it. Um I I used to play back back in the day when I was playing, but I know League One has changed so much over the last couple years. But if you can just elaborate what it's like. Is it a slower game, faster game, the differences, the similarities? you just want to elaborate on that.
1: I think League One's a slower but more more technical. Okay. Well, uh, you know, it really depends on the t- on the schools you face. Like, for example, the ACC conference, like schools like Duke, um, Wake Forest. You know, those schools are full of top players. So, you know, I'd assume that in those in those schools in that conference, the game's much faster, more physical. But yeah, I'd say that NCAA is way way more physical, but league one's more technical.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Good to know. Good to know all right so now i was gonna we're gonna play our game called first touch football drill zone so we're just gonna ask you some questions and literally whatever the first word that comes to your head or which one you favor more just say and then afterwards we'll talk a little bit about them all right um so we're gonna go with this so the first question is nike or adidas
1: nike
0: okay and would you rather have your dream house or your dream car Uh,
1: dream car
0: car, Okay. Messi or Ronaldo? This is a tough one. Uh,
1: you know, <laughs> Messi as a footballer, but if I were to pick one of them on my team, it would be Ronaldo.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, LeBron James or Michael Jordan?
1: Don't watch basketball, but LeBron.
0: Okay. Better coach, Pep or Zidane? Pep. Okay. And Mar- Maradona or Pele?
1: maradona
0: maradona all right nice nice so we'll talk a little bit about these so nike man over adidas what what makes you choose nike why are you a nike guy
1: honestly i'm a Puma man now but okay nike because you know just more comfortable and for example the the mercurials they really they really fit my foot well and i'm not really a big fan of the high sock thing anymore
0: okay cool and one
1: pair of the first edition aces and I mean the second dish Ace is the high sock, and they you know they just messed up my feet.
0: Okay, cool. And what are you guys at Fordham? What are you guys sponsored by? Puma. Okay, you guys are Puma. Nice, nice. Cool. And then dream house or dream car? You answered which one again? Sorry. Dream car. Dream car. And what car would that be? What were what would you be riding around in if you could?
1: Um, a Bugatti probably.
0: Okay. Nice. Nice and Messi Ronaldo you said this one was tough so you said footballer Messi on your team Ronaldo you wanna kinda elaborate on that one which why you chose each
1: yeah you know obviously two two of the greatest players in the world no doubt in my opinion but you know just watching Messi what he does on the field the, every week in the Champions League La Liga you know beating three five players assisting scoring and just just the way he does everything you know unfortunately he had an unlucky World Cup but doesn't, you know, it doesn't deny the fact that, like, he's the the great, he's the greatest.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh,
1: Ronaldo, you know, obviously changed his game since coming to Madrid. Goal goal scoring machine, uh, top scoring in the Champions League. You know, a guy like Ronaldo, you know, he might not do anything during the game, but then, you know, there could be one split moment where he just puts a ball in the back of the net, so it's a win for you.
0: Definitely, definitely, definitely. I like those answers. And saying you don't watch basketball, so you're in the middle of New York, and you're probably the only non basketball fan there. But um, LeBron, so you chose LeBron. A lot of people are gonna hear this and be very upset with you. Why'd you choose LeBron? I don't know.
1: Well, first of all, I wasn't alive during Michael Jordan's era.
0: True. And you
1: know, just seeing things that LeBron, you know, I watch highlights on my on my phone sometimes, like on Instagram, and the things that he does off the court and on the court. It's just you know it's mesmerizing definitely uh, I just respect he reminds me of Ronaldo in a way you know both work hard for their team and they just produce on the court
0: definitely definitely and then we talked about the better coach so Pep or Zidane and you chose Pep and what, what were your answers with that
1: Zidane I I don't think Zidane's better than Pep because you know he came to a, a stack on Madrid team mm-hmm. Ronaldo Modric Cruz you know but I I gotta give it to him. He won three Champions Leagues. But you know I don't think he's impressed me enough. Mm-hmm. Unlike unlike Pep Guardiola who came to Barcelona, instilled a new a new style of play, the tiki taka. You know, mm-hmm. keeping possession of the ball. Won won plenty of trophies in Barcelona. Moved to Man City, and now you know had a remarkable season in Man City last last season, and instilling the same style of play with with um, with Man City. You know. It's not common in England, you know. It's more physical, more direct play. Of course. So yeah. until Zidane does it with another team, uh, it's Pep with Pep Guardiola over him for sure. Definitely,
0: definitely. And then the last one that we have, a little bit of history for the historians that are listening, Maradona versus Pele. You chose Maradona, if you could just tell us why.
1: You know, for, for me, I think, I think Maradona because he played in Europe, you know, dominated Europe during his time at Barcelona and Napoli. World Cup winner, although many, many will say that he's a cheat for the <laughs> hand of God. But, you know, for me, probably, you know, three World Cups. First one at the age of 18. It's unbelievable. But, you know, his whole career he played in, at Santos and the New York Cosmos. So, you know, that's not enough,
0: Definitely. in my Fair enough, fair enough. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I like that. And um, so we're just going to wrap this up really quick, Andrew. I'm just going to ask you if you could just elaborate on Vaughn and a lot of people know of Vaughn, Canada-wide. They're one of the best clubs that aren't a professional club right now. And if you could just elaborate on what Vaughn did for you, coaches like Patrice, coaches like Carm, and what they kind of did, did for you to help you get to where you are now.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Even when I was there as a young kid, I came, I came to Vaughn when I was 11, 11, 12 years old. You know, Carmen Carmen Nisako saw something in me and he even suggested me going over to Newcastle for a trial. Um unfortunately that didn't work out, you know, with my parents, uh age related things. I was too young, you know, so they held me back a little bit on that. But you know, now now spending my time with Vaughn for the past year and a half, Carmen and Patrice still have con- the confidence they always have in me. Uh this past last summer was on the League One Cup and even in the U twenty one levels we did well. And you know, they just they just pushed me to get better and just perform the best that I can because, you know, they see something in me and I, you know, they, they have the confidence in me, which TFC didn't have anymore. And, you know, it's always appreciative to have someone uh, behind me all the time. And Carmen and Patrice are definitely those two people.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And then the last thing. So your thoughts on the CPL, we currently have seven teams. Uh, There's a rumor that Ottawa Fury, I think it's like the biggest, um, non-kept secret that we have in Canada soccer right now but Ottawa Fury looking to join after the USL season. But um, what are your thoughts on the CPL, what it will do for players like yourself that are currently going to be looking for a CPL team or something like that in the next couple of years? And yeah, if you just want to elaborate on that and maybe the team you would like to play for the most, if you wanted to give any hints there.
1: You know, I think it's great that Canada will finally have its own professional league. You know, I think it's great for the growth of the game in the country. And it'll for sure give uh, greater opportunities for young players who you know who didn't have luck overseas or or school. You know they now have something to look forward to in their own nation. And uh, you know CPL starting off next year, uh, I just think I just see progression. You know within the next four four or five years, I think it will be a top league in the in North America. And I think we'll see some great players in North America playing in the CPL. And with me, like Carmen Sacco was appointed one of the coaches along with Jimmy Bennett for CPL and, and Serge Luka as well. You know, hopefully if, if I ever get the chance, you know, York nine will be the team that I would want to play for.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Well, we hope to see you in those in those colors, those green and white colors in the future. And Andron, just thank you for joining us on our first episode of Amateur Spotlight. Um, it was a pleasure speaking with you and we'll definitely be keeping in touch in the future. Thank you,
1: Marcus. Good to talking
0: to you. All right man, have a good one. Thank you.